Section Seven of the Battle of the Books. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Battle of the Books by Jonathan Swift. Section Seven. Bacchus and Philemon. Imitated from the Eighth Book of Ovid. In ancient times, as story tells, the saints would often leave their cells and stroll about, but hide their quality to try good people's hospitality. It happened on a winter night, as authors of the legend write, two brother hermits, saints by trade, taking their tour in masquerade, disguised in tattered habits, went to a small village down in Kent, where, in the stroller's canting strain, they begged from door to door in vain, tried every tone might pity win, but not a soul would let them in. Their wandering saints, in woeful state, treated at this ungodly rate, having through all the village passed, to a small cottage came at last, where dwelt a good honest old yeoman, called in the neighborhood Philemon, who kindly did these saints invite in his poor hut to pass the night. And then the hospitable Sir bid Goody Bosch's mend the fire, while he from out the chimney took a flitch of bacon off the hook, and freely from the fattest side cut out large slices to be fried, then stepped aside to fetch him drink, filled a large jug up to the brink, and saw it fairly twice go round, yet, what is wonderful, they found twas still replenished to the top as if there near had touched a drop the good old couple were amazed and often on each other gazed for both were frightened to the heart and just began to cry what art then softly turned aside to view whether the lights were burning blue the gentle pilgrims soon aware untold em their calling and their errand good folks you need not be afraid we are but saints, the hermit said. No hurt shall come to you or yours. But for that pack of churlish boars, not fit to live on Christian ground, they and their houses shall be drowned, whilst you shall see your cottage rise, and grow a church before your eyes. They scarce had spoke, when fair and soft, the roof began to mount aloft. Aloft, rose every beam and rafter the heavy wall climbed slowly after the chimney widened and grew higher became a steeple with a spire the kettle to the top was hoist and there stood fastened to a joist but with the upside down to show its inclination for below in vain for a superior force applied at bottom stops its course doomed ever in suspense to dwell tis now no kettle but a bell a wooden jack which had almost lost by disuse the art to roast a sudden alteration feels increased by new in intestine wheels and what exalts the wonder more the number made the motion slower the flyer thought had leaden feet turned round so quick you scarce could see it 
but slackened by some secret power now hardly moves an inch an hour the jack and chimney near ailed had never left each other's side the chimney to a steeple ground the jack would not be left alone but up against the steeple reared became a cock and still adhered and still its love to household cares by shrill voice at noon declares warning the cookmaid not to burn the roast with meat which it cannot turn the groaning chair began to crawl like a huge snail along the wall there stuck aloft in public view and with small change a pulpit grew the porringers that in a row hung high and made a glittering show to a less noble substance changed were now but leathern buckets raged the ballads pasted on the wall of joan of france and english small fair rosamond and robin hood the little children in the wood now seemed to look abundance better improved in picture size and letter and high in order placed describe the hilarity of every tribe a bedstead of the antique mode compact of timber many a load such as our ancestors did use was metaphorized into pews which still their ancient nature keep by lodging folks disposed to sleep the cottage by such feats as these grown to a church by just degrees the hermits then desired their host to ask for what he fancied most philemon having paused a while returned him thanks in homely style then said my house is grown so fine methinks i still call it mine i'm old and fain would live at ease make me the parson if you please he spoke and presently he feels his grazer's coat fall down his heels he sees yet hardly can believe about each arm a pudding sleeve his waistcoat to a cassock grew and both assumed a sable hue being old continued just as threadbare and as full of dust his talk was now of thighs and dews he smoked his pipe and read his news knew how to preach old sermons next vamped in the preface of the text yet christianings well could act his part and had the service all by heart wished woman might have children fast and thought whose so had furrowed last against dissenters would ripen and stood up firm for right divine but his head filled with many a system but classic authors and ere he missed him thus having furbished up a parson dame boshes next they played their fair son instead of homespun coifs where seemed good pinners edged with calbertine her petticoat trims formed apace became blacks satin flounced with lace plain goody would no longer down twas madam in her programme gown philemon was in great surprise and hardly could believe his eyes amazed to see her look so prim and she admired as much as him thus happy in their change of life were several years this man and wife when on a day which proved their last 
discoursing o'er old stories past they went by chance amidst their talk to the churchyard to take a walk when Boschus hastily cried out my dear i see your forehead sprout sprout quoth the man what's this you tell us i hope you don't believe me jealous but yet methinks i feel it true and really yours is budding too nay now i cannot stir my foot it feels as if were taking root description would but tire my muse in short they both were turned to use old goodman of dobson of the green remembers he the trees has seen he'll talk of them from noon till night and goes with folks to show the sight on sundays after evening prayer he gathers all the parish there points out the place of either you here boshes their philemon grew till once a parson of our town to mend his barn cut boshes down at which tis hard to be believed how much the other tree was grieved grew scrubby died a top stunted so the next parson stubbed and burnt it End of section seven read by Elijah Fisher